Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. Welcome to the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. My name is Brendan Bonsack. 3CR broadcasts from Wawandri land in the Kulin Nation, land whose sovereignty has never been ceded, stolen land. We pay our respects to elders past, present and into the future. And on today's show I'm talking online to poets Jeff Prince and Shay Patterson, who have recently published a collection called Lines in the Sand, Etchings on Time. Rosemary Nissen Wade described the book as poetry from two people with a devotion to the craft, both thoughtful and emotional. It spans a number of years, from long before they met to the present, in which they are a couple. We'll begin the show with a reading from Jeff, reflecting on the aftermath of the Whitlam dismissal and the 1975 general election. Towards Christmas 1975, a picaresque passage... The rumour of dismissal found me floundering from public service, while on the streets of the city of Circles, the cry went up, we want Goff, which I took as a mispronunciation. On the domestic front, my proposed father-in-law dispatched me to prove myself. I set off from turmoil to tread the highway and hitch from its grip but the highway hummed and simmered in the southern ferment. Still the movement to my country found my parental home, and in the weeks following, the idiot box resonated with fear, loathing and complicity. But one such fear struck my dismayed heart, and a plan erupted from my torture. As soon as a song I had commandeered a Canberra-bound taxi and was brought to the seat of the status quo to be certified in time. The house of hollow healing held me thralled and drugged while a nation gathered its shame. I was summoned to a court under which I sang Christmas in prison and the nurse in true conviction gathered our band of misfits to the bus to go and vote. Sometime after, between election and resurrection, Christmas Day ensued. Though I'd lost the ardour of a man of signal passion, I was emboldened by a gift. The nurses knew my need and, as present unsuspected, gifted me the garb of moment, a pair of red socks, to leave under steam the red of revolution and risk. This a warning too, it seemed, that the red flag of revolt must start with feet. Thank you, Jeff. That's okay. Okay, I'm going to do Dragonfly Dance, and I wrote this when I had to go into emergency housing and... Um, was needing a constant, and that's what started sort of a lot of the nature poems. Dragonfly Dance My porch door, warm rain shone. It's loosened self, as if symmetric shapeshifters whisper. 
New summer petrichor dances an eye, an air. Lightness is flossed and flops in amongst the fine particles as they puff and blow on the slightest blink. Day dragon repellers rest, styles, content, silently wanting to be believed. I ponder over having her vision, yes, see her conflated verbiage. She tips and hovers, reverses her moving loss. A simple thing is an insect sun dance. This balmy morning hovered, overt, lyrical, and over my head, buzzing. Thank you, Shay. How did the book come about? Well, Shay and I had met earlier in a writer's group that I was starting established at Upper Ferntree Gully. Romance took over and uh, we ended up married and we thought we'd have a book together. That's the simple truth of it, really. Jay was emboldened and I was insistent. <laughs> that was a very good connection, I think. We just really know how to work well together. Both been through similar things at times. And uh, it's amazing how it all come together. It took a lot with all this COVID stuff. Yeah, we had poems. Both had a, a, a decent swag of poems. So I had a manuscript that I had abandoned that um, uh, that had a lot of poems that came into the uh, lines in the sand. But um, uh, it was called uh, Journey to a Place of Peace. At the moment, we're, we're, we're wondering, you know, whether a place of peace is a, is, is a utopic <laughs> dream or a, a real possibility. And um, Lines in the Sand is, is really saying, you know, that sometimes you have to draw the line. And also, you know, Lines in the Sand refers to the poems itself that is written in lines. And there are a lot of my poems about just feeling safe. And I had such a swag of unfinished stuff and broken computers and house moves and everything. And, and meeting Jeff gave me that constant where I could finish something. I've moved around so much like that last time I was in a, an emergency commission unit and it was shocking. I, I got a big fright. So I went back to the nature thing to stop the fear. And Jeff gave me a place like a study and gave me a lot of holding, which stopped the um, fragmentation, mental health problems and things. Nature for me when I was a kid, it's where I got peace, to cope with violence and things and trauma that my parents had gone through during the wars and the depression. And Dad used to take me walking a lot in the bush and I had that influence in my family. And it, and it was it was my quiet time. I felt safe. I remember even as a child, I could go into the beach at, at night because we grew up like spuds in the paddock, and I feel safer there. My mother, my father, taught me a lot about nature in an odd way. Yeah, it's my returning spot. Even now, if I if I'm very fragmented, I'll, I'll go out, listen to the birds, 
hear the silence, hear the sounds, and I start to get more ordered in my day. And sing to the moo cows. And <laughs> sing to the cows. That's why I, um, I suppose my poems, why I focus on those simple things of life, because they're, at the moment, especially with COVID, everybody's so stressed and, and, and governments that keep up this oppositional thinking and it, it's not really good on the public, you know. The it's one of the reasons that we came down here to Venus Bay to get away from uh, the Melbourne right. hype and rush. Sleep in a sweet dream when the 
Algorithms have become these gatekeepers to opportunity. They're already deciding who gets hired, who gets health care, how long a prison sentence someone serves. And what I didn't realize is that a lot of these algorithms haven't been vetted for accuracy. We don't even know how accurate they are. They often run on what's popular, and we all know what's popular isn't always good. And they haven't been vetted for racial bias and for gender bias. I had no idea the scope of invasive surveillance, the, the preciseness to which they can predict our behavior, and how vulnerable all of us can be to sort of predatory practices because of these algorithms. And so we need some protections in place as citizens. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM on digital and online. 3CR Radical Radio. You are on 3CR Community Radio, and this is the Spoken Word Show. My name is Brendan Bonsack. Music we just heard was Chris Delmhorst with Sea Fever. And I'm talking with Shay Patterson and Jeff Prince about their new book, Lines in the Sand, and the political events in Australia in 1975. It was a scary time, Brendan, I can tell you. Um, exciting uh, time too. Cause... It was exciting because, you know, the, the, the Whitlam government had, had, had moved mountains of legislature that was so needed and so welcomed but we didn't have the, the, the courage or conviction to carry that through um, in when that was questioned. It was an exciting time, Brendan, because ordinary people, like when I go on a march back then, um, besides all, let's just focus on this local time in Melbourne, you would be with Walkies and... Uh, tradespeople would be with black Australian. Everybody was together and it didn't really matter. There wasn't a division and that was exciting. Walking up the street with a wharfie who's swearing and carrying on. I felt quite safe, especially when they brought the fire trucks in. But it was just that being, the silence was broken, that bad silence. I agree with Jeff, it didn't, it we were still divided. It went. It went fifty. What did it go? They only liberals only needed forty percent, thirty-eight percent. But it was like the nation was split in half again. It, now it's sort of even more in, <coughs> entrenched in a funny way. Oh, it, it's it's they've they've done done their damnness to make it invisible. All of the discourse and the dialectics, so that people don't really engage with the, the realities of the situation. It's, yeah. it's a shimmer. Like my mother was born in 1911. She was a colonial, that's what she was called. Her grandfather was interned because he had a Danish-German name. Her grandmother was, her parents were from the potato famine. My father, the Aboriginal link. When we grew up, we were singing about daffodils in paddocks and da-da-do, all sorts of weird and wondrous things. And it was a period where they started to bring us, map our world. And that was exciting. It wasn't 
you know, the best thing since. <laughs> but it was um, a big hope, and um, I think that's why Jeff wrote that poem because that's when he got really sick. And after the dismissal, and that's when I went bush with the kids when they when, when they were very tiny because I just after that I, I I thought I'm not staying in the city. What was the mood like then? Despair. Despair. Quiet Try despair. to pick up pick up the pieces. What can you do? But Jeff, it might have been despair for me. It was I've got to escape. I've got to get out of this. I've got to find myself. Well we went to the hills, but it wasn't a popular place then where we went. And um we met a whole lot of people, uh who felt the same way, and that made it a bit easier. But I, uh, I sort of cut off TV, cut off radio. Yeah, I had to um, re-establish myself, and that's when I met a whole lot of other people uh, that helped me sort of heal and get involved. In the city, it was it was just terrible. I remember the night that he got the, he lost the election. And I had a room full of people in a city house, you know, a shared house. And people were telling me out in the kitchen, I, I voted Fraser. And I said, well, you better leave very quietly and don't tell anybody. <laughs> and it was pretty ugly. There was big fights. People were fights in the street. Well, look, if Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm Fraser's rhetoric was bad enough, I was in Kempsey in New South Wales and... Out from the television there, Doug Anthony was going hammer and tongs, the most bigoted, horrible man. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I just, uh, I just drew a blank. I, I, I was watching television, and they had a, uh, they had a movie on starring um, an American actor who who was in, engaged in a, a revolution. And I thought, <laughs> I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do oh, this. Yeah. I held up a taxi driver at gunpoint and, it... <laughs> and, and said, take me to Canberra. Um, I got it about 20 miles out of town um, and decided I needed to, to relieve myself. <laughs> and uh, the taxi driver turned around and drove off um, with, with the shotgun. <laughs> And everything. <laughs> there was no bullets in it. He was uh, not well. I was not well. I, I, it was all bluff, but I had to do something, and I, oh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything rational. So I thought this was the best irrational thing I could come up with. At the time, Brennan, there was all this fear of pine cap and nuclear, and we had the thing of Vietnam War, and sort of left up in the air like Afghanistan. And people really were worried about the environment, what we, you know, how we're going to sustain, and and worrying about all the things they've been they're talking about now. They were worrying about all those things, and talking about antibiotics and uh, the overuse of them, and <laughs> so history repeats. Yeah, and I think when you get a bit overstressed. You start seeing too many signs and too many things. And that's what I like about poetry. It makes you focus on <laughs> the one thing. But um, when I'm very triggered, I do get frightened, but it's like a primal fear. It doesn't have any reason. And actually, poetry 
gives me that earthing where I can at least just settle a bit and, and know fact from fiction sort of thing. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. 855am. If you're wrestling with feelings of anxiety, worry and depression or finding the current social isolation measures hard to deal with, we would like to encourage you to call Wellways Helpline. Wellways Helpline is a volunteer support and referral service that provides information to people experiencing mental health issues or other disabilities, as well as their family, friends and carers. We're here to talk if you are seeking information about mental health or mental health services or just need someone to talk to. As a peer-based service, everyone working at Wellways Helpline has a lived experience of mental health issues or disability. If you feel it would be helpful to talk to someone about these issues during this difficult period, please call Wellways Helpline on 1300 111 500. That's 1300 111 500. Wellways supports 3CR. You're on 3CR. My name is Brendan Bonsack. And I'm talking with Shay Patterson and Jeff Prince on the Spoken Word Show today about their new book, Lines in the Sand, and about life in Australia in the 1970s. People can't come together at the moment. That's a crazy element because what happened in those times from the 60s, people started coming together. And I don't know what creates that because they've got to do it alternatively. They can't do it through the mainstream, whatever it is. They've got to plan it themselves. You need a reality test and you're only going to get that if you mix and speak to each other and that's what I feel multinational money has done that's separated us. Yeah, Everything has a, a dollar value these days and it's, it's scary because the things that are most precious to, to, to the human race are the things that aren't quantifiable, they're implicit in our humanity. Poetry um, <laughs> is not a bestseller. At one stage, my father said to me, "Look, there's no no money in poetry, son." And I, I just looked <laughs> back at him and said, "Yeah, and there's no no poetry in money either, Dad." <laughs> I always thought, thought the the term poetry competition was an oxymoron. If it's competing, it, it's not really being poetry. I don't like poetry competitions. I ne- never really felt that I was willing to take on board the anonymous authority of some critic. Yeah, but you're pretty stubborn on that. I am stubborn <laughs> about that. So, who is the book published by? Papyrus Publishing. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, editor Clarissa Stein and husband Herbert Stein. They're a small press that used to be in the hills in, in, Danny, in the Dandenongs, but then they, they moved out to Ballarat. I've had four books published with them. This latest edition was the last one that they, they're going to be doing. They've retired. They're sick of competing with Amazon and, uh, <laughs> and yeah. Dick Smith. Yeah, Jeffy did, did one with someone else, and he found it on Dick Smith for $8 on special. <laughs> laughed and laughed. <laughs> Yeah, it was on special. I've never taken it really seriously. Things take off, but uh, but um, it's really nice to have have this in in a cover room because of all the illness and things and and 
Arissa Stein, she has been so helpful. She has taught me so much. She just kept sending me back and saying, come on, what, what? <laughs> it's just a relief to me that, that they're there, and I, I can't thank Jeff enough either. Would you like to take us out with another poem, Shay? I'll do the horizontal lines of where we're living now and when we felt we were here. Horizontal line. Squalls and sun rays stroke and slant. Curve the dots and eyes direct my days now. Picture milky white face mini moves. Sleep and graze away the hours just out in the wetland front. Seen from our house, kangaroo mobs across as far as the inlet river lets. Some bounce, others stand back, tracing the northernmost lines. Dog walkers wave most days. Met a dreamer, that was the other day. A jogger, living three doors up, runs most in first light. His, his new season Maggie mimics. Step and straddles a metre behind his legs. New home, so familiar is the tree house. His is her prom country, Kurnai, Bunarongo. Borders, their wind rushes and grasses are well seeded. Writing things down need not change the world. Whispers are retuned, subtle. Thank you, Shay. And how about one from you, Jeff? Yes, okay. This one it was influenced by my reading at the University of William Blake, Songs of Innocence and Experience. And uh, uh, it's called Voice. I live my life in innocence till tempted by despair. I gave my voice to angels and minions of the air. I cannot say I suffered a loss of faculty fair until I searched for you within and found not hide nor hair. Upon a good day, though, I sense you somewhere there and the daemon within me stirs in its primordial lair. The cycle must be complete, this only truth I bear. I gave my voice to angels and minions of the air. Not, not, a, not a problem. <laughs> Online, um, they can go to Papyrus Publishing and, and um, follow their, their uh, cues. But um, if, uh, if they're interested, we can, we can provide them because we've got a swag of them here. I suppose a launch is quite difficult at this time. It is very much so, Brendan. Uh, We've, we've looked at various spots around here, but because we've both been Melbourne-based for so long, it's a bit, bit, bit much of an ask to expect people to come down uh, to the country, you know, for a poetry launch. But also, you know, lockdown is, is cruel that anyway, so... But we've, we've, we'll, we'll work it out, because there is a place closer to Melbourne we could... Someone said to us, a poet said to us, oh, you, the, the book's not born until you give it a launch. And I thought, oh, my God. Well, I felt I've given it birth and brought it up by now, so I don't really care. 
so anyway, if anybody wants a copy, then contact it. us. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you, thank Brendan. You. Thanks, Brendan. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. Please drop by our website, 3cr.org.au forward slash spoken dash word, where you can download podcasts of past shows, and we'll put in some details of how to get hold of Jeffrey and Shay's new book. Tune in every week at 9am on Thursday at 8.55am on the radio or streaming from 3cr.org.au. My name is Brendan Bonsack. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.